Well, hello, everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com, and I'm here with another seven-day fat-burning call. This time, we're going to focus quite a bit on diet, some fat-burning tips for you to help eat your way to fat loss and some things you need to avoid. And we're also going to review a very controversial or popular study that came out in the news this week. So we're here early March, and again, this is a seven-day diet plan for fat loss. We're going to walk you through the next seven days and help you come up with ways for you to lose fat. So we're going to start on Monday, March 1st. I think it's March 1st. And we're going to talk about a transformation tip. Oh, it's March 2nd. So we're going to talk about a transformation tip, and in this one we're going to talk about your diet, finding the right diet for you. Now, I truly believe that's one of the two keys to success with nutrition for fat loss is finding the right diet for your personality. And so the study that came out last week, it decided to take a look at four different diets. And one of them was low-fat average protein. One of them was low-fat high protein. And the high protein in this case was 25% of calories from protein. So it wasn't really that high. And then high-fat average protein and high-fat was pretty high. It was 40% of calories. And then high-fat high protein, which was 40% fat, 25% protein, 35% carbohydrate. So there was a lot of people in this study, and it was done by Harvard Medical School, and they had these people diet by 750 calories per day. So it was quite quite a big reduction in calories. And they attended group sessions, and they used food diaries, and they also did 90 minutes of moderate exercise per week. Now, in six months, they ended up losing 13 pounds, so about two pounds per month. You know, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. And then, you know, this actually went on for two years, and 80% of the people completed the program, whether or not they stuck to their diet uh, for two years. That's that's probably questionable. But they actually, you know, in six months, they lost 13 pounds. But at the end of two years, they were down to only nine pounds lost. So they actually gained four of those pounds back. Kind of disappointing. But basically, the bottom line of this study is that all these diets gave the same result. No one diet was better at six months or at two years. All right, so let's take these results, you know, at, at face value and, and not, you know, get into too much about how you can improve on that. Now let's take the lessons here. So, you know, the big lessons are, as one of the doctors said, some people like one of these popular diets, and if they can stick to that better than something else, that's fine. So it really doesn't matter about the diet itself. It matters about the personality of the person using the diet. You have to make sure that you find the diet that works for you. Maybe you like the six meals per day, high protein, lower carb. That's cool. Maybe you like to eat normal and then do Brad Pilon's Eat, Stop, Eat and fast one day or two days per week. That's cool too. Maybe you like to eat three square meals per day and really focus on vegetables and whole natural foods and you don't care for snacking. That's cool too. It doesn't really matter if you just want to get some weight loss. If you need to lose some weight, we're not talking about stepping on a bodybuilding stage here then you can simply choose the diet that suits you. Now, there was something else that was really, really important in this study, and it was this. They actually found that the more often these people went to these sessions, these counseling sessions, 
they ended up losing more weight. So what does that tell us? Well, it's been telling us it's something I've been talking about for years now, that it's all about social support. So in addition to finding the diet that suits your personality, you need to go and talk about your nutrition with friends, maybe online on the Internet, you know, in the turbulent strain form, or you need to go to counseling sessions, or you need to hang around people that are eating well and helping you lose weight and not overeating. So very important lessons there that it's not the diet, it's beyond the diet. It's all about the mindset. And I actually spoke about mindset and motivation at a seminar last week. I didn't focus on diet. I didn't focus on exercise. I focused on helping people mentally make the changes because that is what it's all about. So big, big lessons there for your transformation that you just need to find help and you need to find something you can stick to. So I do wish you the best of luck for that. And if you have any questions, please let us know. If if, uh, you're on the forum and you need help, please just post and let's talk about your nutrition problems. All right, so now it's time to move into our workout review for this week. And we're going to do Turbulence Training 2K9. And that's the January 2009 Fat Loss Program. It's not Turbulence Training for Dogs. So it is the 2009 January Program. And again, in January, we always come up with the best stuff I learned in 2008, and we put it into a program. All right, so here we go. The first superset of Workout A is going to be dumbbell chest presses and dumbbell rows. Now, that is a powerful upper body superset. You're actually going to find that this is a, this 2009 T2K9 program is really very self-indulgent for me. It's something I just was like exercises and supersets that I love doing and and made this into something that I would love to do when and if I need to train this way for body fat loss. So that's what we're going to do in the first superset. Then we're going to move into chin-ups and kettlebell one-arm shoulder presses. Now, kettlebell one-arm shoulder presses are slightly different than dumbbell shoulder presses, just in a way that you can um, manipulate the kettlebell on your hand and allows you to, to rotate the hand a little bit, the bottom of the movement. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter too much if you do dumbbell or kettlebell, one-arm shoulder presses, standing with the other hand on your abs just to, you know, reinforce that they should be contracting and braced very hard. All right, then we move into decline close grip push-ups and inverted rows, so a bodyweight superset there, very powerful bodyweight superset, two of the more difficult upper body exercises without getting into pull-ups or chin-ups there. And then finally, we're going to finish off this workout with superset four, which is kettlebell one-arm swings, 30 seconds per side, superset it with running in place, and then you'll rest a minute and repeat that two more times. So that's the interval-type training to finish off the workout. There's no additional interval training beyond that. So pretty darn good workout. That is going to be a lot of fun there. And again, you don't need any machines for that, but you will need your body weight, some dumbbells, a kettlebell, and some type of pull-up or chin-up bar. All right, so we're going to move into Tuesday, and this is our off day, 30 minutes of activity. Do whatever you like. Do something fun, and just make sure that you don't go too hard so you don't get in the way of Wednesday's workout. People have been asking me what I've been doing for my training and how my results are, and I actually did something crazy. I took a picture of me, shirt off, flexing upper back and flexing uh, arms and chest, So, you know what, go and uh, have a laugh at my 
pasty white physique because I haven't got any tanning in a long time. I don't do the fake tanning, and I haven't really been outside on any of my uh, trips down south too much. So you can uh, go and just check that out and, and show you that you can get amazing results with the Turbulence Training Style program, such as 2, 2K9. So the website link for my little pose down is http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash Craig Flexing. So having a little fun with that, and that's me flexing in my house and, uh, you know, not oiled up or anything, but just showing you the results that I'm getting, real people, real results with the Turbulence Training Program. All right, so let's move into Wednesday and time for another workout review. We're going to take a look at Turbulence Training Workout B from the 2K9 program. And again, this program is not for dogs. It's not a canine program. It's the 2009 fat loss program. So it's a lower body and abdominal workout. Obviously, you figured out that workout A was quite upper body dominant. So here we are in workout B. We're going to start with dumbbell split squats and stability ball rollouts, two of my favorite exercises for each of those body parts. And literally, if you only had 10 minutes and you just did that superset, you'd get a lot of results. Okay, into two, superset two, we're going to do dumbbell Romanian deadlift. Only do this exercise if you know how to do the exercise properly. If you don't, stick with stability ball leg curls. And then you're going to pair that with cross-body mountain climbers, one of my favorite total body ab exercises. Then in superset three, we're going to go kettlebell or dumbbell swings for 45 seconds straight probably get about 30 repetitions in there and then finish that superset with stability ball jackknife for 15 repetitions and then you're actually going to do a regular interval workout after that so you'll find the interval sprinting or treadmill bike rowing whatever you want to do you'll find that uh, program in in the uh, 2k9 workout all right so that's it for workout b now we're just going to go over my latest workout uh this is just starting the first week of my latest program. It's a three-day lifting program. And in the first workout, I start with some uh, rotator cuff warm-up, and then I get into squatting. So I might do supersets of the rotator cuff and the squatting just to, you know, use my time efficiently here. And one thing I want to mention about this program is I'm using a template from a strength coach named Joe Ken, who has a book called The Strength Coach playbook or strength training coach playbook, something like that. Last name is Ken, K-E-N-N. And he has a neat little system, basically. He rotates, you know, if there's three days and you rotate an emphasis of each day. So, you know, one day it might be a, an Olympic lift, starts the workout, and then followed by lower body, then upper body, and upper body pull. And then the next time you would come in, it'd be lower body emphasis, go lower body, upper body push, upper body pull, and then speed exercise. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but that's kind of how it goes. And then third day, you'd rotate it again. So it would start with an upper body push emphasis, then upper body pull, then, uh, you know, a, an explosive type exercise, and then lower body. So that's generally how it goes, and that's generally how I'm rotating my workouts here. So this workout A, we do the rotator cuff and, and narrow stance squat or is to start off the workout, then military press, then Romanian deadlift, and then a light, um, I'm probably going to do Bulgarian split squats, a single leg exercise, and then finish with abdominal work. So it's really five main exercises, the squat, 
the military press, Romanian deadlift, the uh, split squat, and then the abs. It's kind of similar to my big five circuit training, but I'm not doing this in a circuit, but very similar to the big five circuit training program, uh, which you can get in our new section. We have a new section at Turbulence Training called turbulencetraining.com forward slash workouts, and you can go there and get all of my four-week programs for less than $10 uh, each. So you can go in and find the Big Five Circuit program from May of 2008. That's one of our most popular programs. And in that one, you'll find it starts with a squat then an upper body push, upper body pull, single leg exercise, and abs. And that's the Big Five fat-burning exercises. So check that one out at turbulencetraining.com forward slash workouts, and you can go through all of the workouts. We're up to about almost 50 different monthly workouts, if you can believe it or not, because we started way back in October of 2005. New workout every month for over three years, going on three and a half years now. And sometimes I put two workouts in a month. Okay, so let's move into Thursday, 30 minutes of activity. Do something fun and easy. Keep your butt off the couch. And let's talk about a little nutrition here. So three foods not to eat. I did the five foods not to eat at the seminar, but I'm just going to give you three. And so the first one is any food from a bag or a box. And that, you know, breakfast cereals in most cases, not a real good way to start the day. Now, you know, if we looked at our diet study from before, you know, that research would say it doesn't matter how you start the day. It doesn't matter what type of calories you're eating. But I've just found that people can overeat breakfast cereals quite a bit. And so, you know, going back to that diet study, they all didn't overeat. They all kept their calories low. But if you're trying to keep your calories low, obviously, you know, people are going to get hungry when they're dieting. And breakfast cereal tends not to keep people full in most cases. And a lot of them are full of hidden sugar. Um, I know I mentioned this in another call, but Raisin Bran has 19 grams of sugar per serving, where Fruit Loops only has 12 grams of sugar per serving. Now, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how that works out that way, but that's not good. And here's another stat that I didn't mention earlier, is that a can of soda, a can of Coca-Cola, has 39 grams of sugar. So you're, drink, you're basically getting the, half the sugar of a can of Coke when you eat a serving of Raisin Bran. And if you take a look at what an actual serving of Raisin Bran is compared to what most people put in a bowl, you will be surprised and you'll probably find out that most people are eating about two servings of cereal when they fill up a bowl of cereal. So be very careful with your breakfast cereal. Um, carbohydrate snacks such as granola bars are another food that I highly recommend avoiding simply because they do not fill people up. And I highly recommend people eat whole natural food instead. So an apple and some almonds at the same number of calories as a granola bar are going to fill you up for a much longer period of time. And again, if you're cutting your calories by 750 calories like they did in that study, you're going to have to find everything that you can in your arsenal to keep you full on such a low number of calories. And then the third one is liquid calories, and that really shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. But liquid calories, way too many people are drinking too much orange juice in the morning. I, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of sugar, and it's really only the same thing as Kool-Aid with vitamin C in it. So really not a whole lot of benefits to drinking juice or to drinking soda. Of course, there's no benefits to drinking soda. So just watch your liquid calories. You know, even the sports drinks, Gatorade, Powerade, stuff like that, there's really not a whole lot of reason for the majority of the population to be drinking calories. 
All right, so let's move into Friday. We've got one more workout to go through in the Turbulence Training 2K9 program, which, again, to emphasize, is not for dogs. It is for humans, and it is just called 2K9 because it's a January 2009 program. So some a little fun with you there. But Valley the Dog certainly was not interested in this workout program. He prefers the program where he goes out in the snow and rolls around on, on his back. And he'll do quite a few supersets of that. But for our workout, we're going to do this workout C from the 2K9 program. And I called this one the dumbbell 10 by 10 circuit. 10 dumbbell exercises, 10 repetitions each. And you're going to have a difficult time doing this one with heavy dumbbells because there's a lot of grip strength in this. I mean, it's very difficult to do dumbbell exercises and not fatigue your grip. So it does kind of go against one of my rules, which is, you know, avoid uh, competing exercises, exercises that compete for your grip strength. But, you know, this is a bit of a challenge workout here. So, you know, here's the challenge, you know, overcome your grip strength. So I would say you're going to use about 30% of the weight that you can normally do a chest press with. So, you know, if you can do chest press with 30 pounds, then use 10 pounds for this circuit. And it's going to seem easy at the start, but your grip strength will be suffering by the end. So, you know, I personally used 30 or 35 pounds the first time I went through it because I can dumbbell chest press 100 pounds. So the first exercise is dumbbell Bulgarian split squat, followed immediately by dumbbell shoulder press, then dumbbell step-ups, then dumbbell chest press, then dumbbell row, then dumbbell lunge. Then, uh, you know, by this point, your grip strength is really given out. So you're actually going to go into a dumbbell swing with just one dumbbell. That'll give your grip a little bit of rest. But then you go right into a dumbbell shrug, and so that's going to be tough as well. Then you get a little bit of rest for your grip as you go to dumbbell incline press. And you finish strong with the dumbbell squat, and this one's also very tough on the grip. So finish that, then you can rest a minute and go through that two more times for a total of three supersets. So tough workout on the grip and a fun overall body workout. Sorry, what I meant to say is a fun total body workout. And, uh, again, it's a bit of a challenge. So you basically see how fast you can do it and take a rest and, you know, go through that a couple more times, try and improve your weights every week, so on and so forth. Personal challenge within you is to keep you motivated. And I found these challenge-type workouts are a great way to keep people sticking to the program who would otherwise quit and give up. All right, so let's move into Saturday. It's a social support day. And let's say you didn't do Friday's challenge workout, but you want to do a challenge workout with a friend. Well, I have a new video, another 300 repetition workout video. I mean, just to clarify, I did not invent the original 300 workout, and I do not take credit for it. Um, here's a funny story, actually, while I'm on the story of, or on the topic of being credited with stuff I have not done. I had two emails this in the last couple of weeks from Fitness Magazine accusing me, and I use the air quotes around that, accusing me of training some girl named Megan Fox who was in the movie Transformers, and they accused me of training her, <clears throat> which I never have. I've never met her. You know, I live in Toronto. She probably lives in L.A., but they, there must be some rumor going around that I trained her. Anyways, it's not true. Please don't spread that rumor, but um, <clears throat> people tend to attribute workouts to me that I've never, I never did design or training people. It's really weird. Anyway, so 300 workout, I did a new 300 workout 
uh, I liked the idea, so I've obviously used the 300 and the 500 type challenge workout. So, you know, borrow, steal, whatever you want to say I did. I've, I've done that with that concept because again, it keeps people motivated and, <clears throat> and sticking to the program. So one more time, I meant, I made up a new 300 workout and it, you can find it on YouTube on my friend's YouTube channel by going to this. Um, I posted on my blog and this is the link to it. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash new 300 workout. And 300 is 300, not, it's not spelled, spelled out 300, but it's new 300 workout using the numbers. So you can find that there. It's a, you know, home 300 workout you can do. You don't need, uh, barbells and stuff. So have fun with that and, um, let us know how you do. All right, so let's move on to Sunday. This is your plan, shop, and prepare day. You know, big day of the week. Plan out your meals. Plan for all the obstacles that you're going to come come across. Go and do your shopping. Come home. Chop up your vegetables. Wash everything. Get the stickers off your apples. Cook up some chicken breasts. If you eat meat and you want to batch prepare your chicken breasts for the week, or cook up some chili or stew or whatever so you have some type of food that's easily portable, so you have meals prepared. So you don't wait, you know, you don't go to bed on Monday saying, oh, I'm going to get up at 7 o'clock on Tuesday and you sleep till 7.40 and you don't have time to make your lunch and then next thing you know, you're at Jack in the Box or something for lunch eating a 1,200-calorie hamburger. So try and avoid that as, as I do not think that would really help you. Okay, so one other thing I want to talk about here on Sunday is one of the slides that I put up at my seminar on the weekend was a caffeine slide. And people are always really hard on Red Bull, how it has so much caffeine in it and how it can really mess you up. But the truth is, a grande Starbucks Americano, or however you say it, I've never ordered one, a grande coffee from Starbucks has 330 milligrams of caffeine in it. That's almost twice as much as one of those no-dose you know, capsules of caffeine. And it's actually equivalent to four cans of Red Bull. So all these people that, you know, oh, Red Bull's so bad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, sure, it's not great for you, but it's only 25% of the caffeine that's in, you know, the medium-sized Starbucks coffee. And most people are buying those big Starbucks coffees that are probably close to 500 milligrams of caffeine in it. So, you know, not only does Red Bull wings give you wings, but so does Starbucks, apparently. So the reason I kind of give that a hard time, I wanted to bring that up anyways, in addition to, just, you know, clarifying what really has a lot of caffeine in it, is because I don't think you really want to shock, not shock your body with that much caffeine, but put that much caffeine in your body at one time. I mean, caffeine is a drug, and it is the world's most popular drug. And, you know, when people stop drinking coffee or caffeine, they go through withdrawal symptoms. And um, I know I came across a study from the uh, U.S. Army, and I can't remember the re uh, reference, and I wouldn't be able to find it for the life of me. I've tried looking. But I'm sure that I came across a study that showed smaller doses of caffeine given on a regular basis helped keep, uh, helped keep soldiers more alert than giving them a large amount of caffeine at once. And a lot of people have the caffeine crash and I really believe that the more you give yourself, the more you're going to have that crash. So 
I'm just looking to help you guys uh, have more mental energy and mental alertness over the course of the day. I personally don't drink uh, anything with caffeine in it on a regular basis just because I don't like how I feel with caffeine. So, um, you know, there's nothing else to it other than that. Just, uh, you know, be careful with how much caffeine you're having in and, you know, just want to optimize your performance over the day. So that's it for this week. You know, we covered some nutrition stuff. You know, I basically lectured you on all the stuff you can't eat, which is not you can't eat, but you can't consume like your Starbucks and your breakfast cereal. And you probably think I'm a total jerk right now, but uh, sorry about that. I mean, you certainly still can have all these things in your diet, as those researchers showed. And uh, you can even fit it in there with the six meals per day thing because you have your reward meals. You just have to... You just have to mentally prepare yourself for when you have to be on the job with your meals and when you have to be, you know, on your reward time with your meals. And really, it does come down to calories. I truly believe that it does come down to calories, which is what that diet study showed us. And getting social support to stick to those calories is very important. So find the diet that's right for you. Have fun with it. Have fun with your workouts. Have fun with your off days. Make the turbulence training lifestyle something that you can live with and stick with and have a great time with and surround yourself with people that are supportive. We had an incident on the forum this week where someone was really frustrated by the people in their life who were giving them a hard time. And you know what? There's nothing you can do for those people other than to simply lead by example. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just stuff you're eating. It's not nobody's going to kill you if you have a salad and they have chicken wings. I mean, they might poke fun at you, but hopefully we can all, um, you know, stand up to that and say, hey, you know, dude, take it easy. It's just a salad. And hopefully they're wise enough and mature enough to leave you alone. So, you know, let's all go out there and live our turbulence training lifestyle in peace and, and share it with others if they want to hear about it. And if they don't, you know, that's fine. Not force it on anybody. And uh, live and let live. So, that's it for this week's Turbulence Training Fat Loss Guide, and apparently I'm now into philosophy and inspiration now too. So I'll see you next week or speak with you next week here on the Turbulence Training Podcast. We're going to talk about more transformation tips. We're coming up close to the end of the Twitter contest and the end of the first 2009 transformation contest, and we're going to have a lot of fun next week dissecting my new March Madness Circuits program. So if you aren't a Turbulence Training member, make sure that you join and uh, get that March Madness Circuits program. It is really cool. we got the power circuits and the strength circuits and the kettlebell bodyweight circuits. And we'll have more diet tips next week, including some shocking vegetarian information. Um, I'll just give you one tip here. A lot of vegetarians eat Jello, And guess what Jello is made out of? Like cow parts, cow hooves and stuff. So if you're a vegetarian eating Jello, yeah, check the labels for gelatin because... That's not a vegetarian ingredient. Anyways, uh, just to leave you with that happy thought, I will see you uh, next week on the call here. So until then, this is Craig Ballantyne from TurbulenceTraining.com wishing you a very fat loss week, if that is something I can actually say and make sense with. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.